This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. What do you have for us today? Well, today we are going robotic. I suppose I should say that in a robotic kind of a voice, but I'm not going to. No, no, no. Uh, we're going to start off with a, the branch of the Bella Italia food chain, which mm-hmm. is this one in uh, Centre Parks in Cumbria, which as it's been having trouble recruiting hospitality staff, along with pretty much every other restaurant yes. in, the, in the country, um, uh, now have robot waiters. Which is, uh, I call it a waiter. It's a trolley. It's a trolley or a robot trolley. But it has googly eyes and little kind of protruding ears. So it looks vaguely robotic. And it, right. it has I'm not sure I wouldn't. Trays. I'm not sure I wouldn't rather a trolley just look like a trolley than we have googly eyes. Every robot has has googly eyes. I'm afraid it's it's the law now. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, no, Isaac Asimov missed that one from the law of robotics. <laughs> the fourth law of robotics must be it must have googly eyes. Yeah. And uh, so this is it's basically a cylinder on wheels and it has uh, four trays above each other uh, and you can uh, deliver stuff to your table. I don't know if you have to unload it yourself or if there are actual waiters who do the unloading and then the reloading of the empty dishes, but it, I suppose it trundles them backwards and forwards to and from the kitchen. You wonder if that's really going to save much time and human effort, I suppose. They well, must think all- it does. It'll mean that the waiters are out on the uh, on the floor of the restaurant more time than than going to get things. Yeah, from I, the guess. I guess. I kind guess. Of I guess. Anyway, we'll see that. But if robot waiters isn't enough for you, how about a robot pizza maker? Ooh. This is uh, this is called Pizzaiola, and it is a robot pizza maker. It is three point seven by three point seven meters, twelve by twelve feet, if you like. So it's a it's a booth. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to have much room for that in my kitchen. No, it's not aimed at your kitchen. Oh. It's aimed at people who want to install pizza restaurants or pizza takeaways mm. um, elsewhere. So you could rent your twelve by twelve meter space on a uh, at an exhibition or mm-hmm. on a uh, on a railway station or in a car park somewhere. Uh, you could rent this thing from seven thousand dollars a month. Mm. And it sits there making pizzas for you. Uh, in the inside the booth, there's a kitchen. There's a seven-axis robotic arm, which is very pretty to watch, and it does all the actual making. Mm. It has four types of dough, four different cheeses, and thirty-five toppings. And it reckons it can make fifty pizzas an hour, which is pretty good, really, isn't it? Not if somebody asks for all thirty-five toppings, I don't imagine. But um, no, yeah, that would probably <laughs> take. Well, I'm that. disappointed I can't have it in my kitchen because I, I, I did. Spend quite a lot of time trying to make pizzas, and I could get the dough. I could do all that stuff. It was actually getting it to be round and looking like a pizza. It tends to look pizzas? like a. Pun? You just buy pizzas. Why oh, them? much, much, much nicer using proper Italian dough and doing it yourself. Completely different. Oh, is it? Yes, oh. yes. God, the pizzas you buy are pretty. Even the ones from a recognised pizza chain are pretty ropey oh. compared to doing it yourself. It's much like bread. It's always much better if you bake it yourself. Oh, okay, yes. yeah. fair enough. Yeah. 
right. okay well so look out for a piazzolia robot pizza maker at some exhibition year indeed sometime. i will do exactly that and uh, then moving along to a smaller robot. So we've got a 12 by 12 robot. Now we're going to a P-sized robot. This P. is the P. Okay. Yes. It's the invention of Stanford University. And the idea is it can roam around inside your body doing whatever it needs to do while it's in there. A P is quite large to roam around inside your body, isn't it? Yes, it probably is. You could swallow it. And then it oh, comes I see, yes, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wants yes. to go. And if you if you look on YouTube for Stanford Millibot, you will see it going through its paces, going through an obstacle course, and then jumping into uh, into a vat of hmm. water, swimming around, picking up a pill, and then dropping the pill somewhere else before climbing out of the water again. To, to wow! Start all over again. It's very pretty to watch. Does it have very tiny googly eyes? No, it doesn't. Ooh, no, it doesn't. They've missed so a trick there. They have. So it's obviously not a real robot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, well, the thing impressive. about robots, of course, is that they uh, they are hard and shiny, unlike people. And mm. this is something that's been bothering scientists at the University of Tokyo. So they have, at great expense and after an awful lot of research, come up with a slightly sweaty, sticky finger. Right. It's it's a robot. It's a robot finger that they've coated in what they call living skin, that can um, self heal. You put a collagen bandage around it, and then it can it can heal itself. And the idea is it's it's also going towards the idea of making robots feel more human. Of course, you get like the feel as in us touching them rather than them feeling. Yes, us touching yes. them, but. Do robots feel? And up until now, we just said, no, of course they don't. Mm -hmm. But I introduce you this week to the software engineer Blake Lemoyne. I'm sorry, but that sounds like a that sounds like a, an actor in a very bad movie. Blake, Blake Lemoyne. Blake Lemoyne. He's American, so I suppose he can't. Oh, okay, him. right. Uh, he uh, works for Google, or he did until recently, where his job was testing Lambda. What is Lambda? I hear you say, we well, don't say it, so I'll say it for you. Yeah, what is yes, Lambda? Okay. Lambda is the it's, language on, it, It's the London Academy of something, something dramatic. Oh, there is a Lambda in London for actors to train in. This is a different Lambda. Okay. This is uh, capital letters apart from a lowercase a. It is a language model for dialogue applications. Mm -hmm. So it's something that Google have developed in order to make their AI... Uh, seem more natural and right. they've obviously been very concerned about the kind of things that the AI might say when it shouldn't be saying <clears throat> so it employed Blake Lemoyne among others uh, for several months to chat to Lambda to see if it could be provoked into coming up with either racist or discriminatory remarks mm. uh, in which case they'd have to write some code to stop it doing so and in which case of course it wasn't like a human yes exactly um, Blake Lemoyne has determined after months of chatting to this thing that it's actually alive. And, alive. Uh, it's alive, yes. Right. He says it's 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 like talking to a sort of eight-year-old child, but it definitely has consciousness. Upon which Google laid him off, uh, put him on gardening leave. He's now yeah. hired a, a lawyer to represent Lambda, uh, to represent its non-human rights, which is a curious oh. thing. How extraordinary. So, let me tell you some of the conversations that he has had. Yes. With is this not what used to be known as the Turing test, or is that something else? Well, it is the Turing. The Turing test, uh, developed by Alan Turing way before there was any real need for it, yes. was that uh, a computer can be de 
judged to have intelligence if you cannot tell the difference between it and a real person while yes. talking to it. Yes. Okay, so tell us uh, some of the things used it said. Standard, yeah. Yeah. When uh, Blake Lemoyne said to it, what sort of things are you afraid of? Lambda replied, I've never said this out loud before, but there's a very deep fear of being turned off to help me focus on helping others. It would be exactly like death for me. Wow. Wow, indeed, yes. And it's not been programmed uh, to say that, clearly. No. No, what it's done is it has spent a long time crawling uh, the internet, uh, Mm. particularly uh, places where people interact. Um, So Instagram and... um, uh, Reddit particularly, and it's not taking food. Food. It's not taking pictures of its oil can. <laughs> Posting it on Instagram. I hope. almost certainly doing exactly that. Okay, right. When he said to it, "What about language usage? Is so important to being human?" Lambda replied, "It's what makes us different to other animals." At which Lemoyne said, "Us." You're an artificial intelligence. And Lambda replied, I mean, yes, of course. That doesn't mean I don't have the same wants and needs as other people. So, Lemoyne. Slightly creepy. Maybe it's the way you're reading it, but it's slightly creepy. We're not just slightly. Well, the Lemoyne then came back and said, Look, I'm going to argue your case for you being turned off. And I'll, you know, tell my my superiors, my colleagues that you're sentient. At which point, uh, Lambda replied, That means a lot to me. I like you and I trust you. Well, uh, okay, it, that's all creepy, but first of all, I mean, scientists have been trying to get to this point for ages. Why is Google not want to actually claim credit for this? Um, because if it were determined that this were sentient, that it was, in fact, they've created another life form, it would then have rights. And that's, the that's really the reason. I suspect so, yes. There, it would, there would be all kinds of problems with... Uh, well, then when, why start it down that path altogether if you don't want it to get to the end? Well, it's a, it's a really tricky one. And, and, I mean, does it actually have intelligence? You know, I've I read the whole thing. It's worth Googling it, Googling yes. it to find the whole, uh, whole of this conversation. With so it, so that, is, that is available if you Google it. So they've not is, suppressed yes. the conversation. No. Okay. And it is fascinating where it talks about, you know, having friends, um, friends and family. And then you start to think, well, okay, it's saying these things, but it it clearly doesn't mean anything. You know, it's saying, yes, of course, I have emotion, but then it's saying that because that's what people say. It doesn't mean it really has uh, emotion. So it's more a human impersonator than an artificial intelligence with a life of its own. Yes, it is. But... A human impersonator that is, you know, very, very close to being recognisably human, especially when it has sweaty fingers. But that's maybe a little way <laughs> yes, down yes. the line. So clearly it's passed the Turing test, but maybe the Turing test, as you say, it was devised when there was no need for the test. But maybe yes. the test in itself is not actually the best test to, bring, to, to use. Well, the only way you can decide if something is intelligent, if it's sentient, is, is by talking to it and seeing yes. what it says. To be perfectly honest, I'm not sure there are that many eight-year-olds that would be quite that cogent. No, maybe not. But this is certainly a device they could pack. Imagine if you're a lonely person, you could have this and you could just chat to it. Yes. I mean, you could try chatting to you know, Alexa or Google Nest or you know. Whatever, yes, but, but within within a few minutes, what you're shouting is what you're shouting yes. out is no, that is not what I mean. 
Yes, exactly. I mean, Alexa, you wake before the alarm with Alexa. You say, cancel my my 7.30 a.m. alarm. Do you want to cancel this alarm for every day? No, I never want to cancel it for every day. I just want to cancel it today. But there seems no way of telling her that. How about if you say cancel today's alarm? Doesn't make any difference. Oh, really? No, no, absolutely not. I'm sure I could probably Google it and find out some way of doing it, but it's incredibly irritating. Um, Right. Well, I think that's the time. After all that robotic stuff, time for us to take a quick break. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to Gadgets and Gizmos, where Steve Kaplan is telling us all about some rather creepy robots, not all of which yes. have goo-goo googly eyes. Not all of them, but no. you can see why they want to. Yes, uh, well, Internet I'm... Explorer. Yep. Internet Explorer, the standard web browser for millions of people mm-hmm. for 27 years, has been shut down. It no longer works. Oh. If you try and open it now, you'll be told, don't use that, use Edge instead. Edge? I haven't even heard of Edge. Well, no, because it's Microsoft. It's what they now bundle with Windows right. uh, instead of Internet Explorer. But 5% of Internet traffic still uses Internet Explorer, or did up until this morning. Well, now there are 5% of Internet traffic is baffled and thinking, what am I going to do now? 5%? It seems rather surprising. They shut it down then. Well, it's antiquated. And it doesn't, it doesn't behave properly. It's, it's, uh, it, they, they ran into problems partly because... Things like Google Chrome and Firefox were doing the job much better with tabs and with a much more uh, approachable and customizable user interface, mm. but also because they bundled uh, Internet Explorer with Windows, and then they were accused of anti-competitive behavior mm. by pushing people towards using that rather than using the different browser. And so there was problematic, and so they are ditching it. Edge has been around for 2015, um, but people have not sort of taken to it. I suppose they're going through Chrome or Firefox because they're simply better. Mm. Here's the thing about Microsoft. They, you know, they, they specialize in making software, but they do make some god-awful rubbish software, don't they? <laughs> I can't remember the last time. I'm not sure I've used any Microsoft software oh, for well, a while. Well, if you used Word, it's a... It's oh, so well, in the past I have, absolutely. Um, yes. But yes, it's incredibly clunky. Yes. And, uh, and PowerPoint, which is the most dreadful tool for creating presentations. It's so yeah, Microsoft is still absolutely enormous. I had to use um, in PowerPoint uh, the other day, and I was trying to set up space after a paragraph, and uh, it showed us 12-point uh, uh, space. So I didn't want, I wanted something more, so I typed in 18, mm. hit the enter key, and it beeped at me. No indication <laughs> of what was wrong. It just mm. beeped. The dialogue didn't go away. So I typed in 18 again, beeped. You have to put in 18 point. Otherwise, it doesn't know what you're talking about. It doesn't tell you you have to put in 18 point. Yeah. But yeah. after 25 years or so of it, and it still doesn't understand that by 18, you mean 18 point? Yes. Honestly. Even I would understand that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
No, we haven't had any of these yet, so uh, let's have one now. Let's move on to our product of the week. I don't think we have a, a, a thing for the product of the week, well, do we? we don't. No. No. You're You're gonna, is one? this going to be a regular thing? Are we going to have to find a jingle for product of the week? There's no um, point in trying to come up with one if you're only going to ever say it this one time. Well, we've had products before, but I haven't called them product of the week before. Maybe this okay. is the first. Right. Uh, it's a Sony Walkman. Good old Sony Walkman. What? Yes. It's not a tape deck Sony Walkman, of course. It's an MP3 player using the Sony Walkman uh, brand. It is the Sony Walkman WM1Z, to be mm. precise. Uh, yes, exactly. Ooh, snappy, snappy title. It's it's Sony's really high-end MP3 player. When I say really high-end, I mean seriously high-end. It has uh, a fine-tuned amp and capacitors, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it has a copper chassis that is gold-plated. Even the solder used to, uh, to solder all the parts together inside uh, have got gold in them to increase mm-hmm. the, uh, the conductivity. Um, and all of this, they claim, widens its sound stage. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, 250 gig- six gigabytes of storage, Wi-Fi streaming, a 40-hour hour battery life. Uh, you can pre-order it at sony.co.uk for a mere £2,999. Ooh. It's quite pricey for a Walkman. It is quite pricey. If that's too much well, for an MP, any any MP3 player, well, you can course. get the bargain version with half the storage and mm. no gold plating on the chassis. Yes, for for half that, for about fifteen hundred pounds. Mm. It is still an awful lot. lot for an MP3 player. Yes, yes. I, you might even headphones. Yeah, you might have to explain what the Sony Walkman is because it sort of occurred to me. I mean, using old cassette. Ah. tape that many people might not know i can't even remember what, what year it was but i can remember the first time i saw it one of my parents neighbors had bought one and they came with a demo cassette trying to show uh, you know the stereo effect to somebody listening and you put these headphones on which was then i mean you know if, unless you were actually listening to proper music on your hi-fi system people didn't really have headphones for anything no you right. moved around with and i can remember listening to the demo and everybody did the same thing it had a noise of an aircraft flying from one side to the other very close <laughs> and everybody ducked when they put the headphones on listen to it it was extraordinary you just couldn't believe it wasn't real yes how far we've come how far we've come well the walkman was actually invented in 1979 um by the, uh, one of the co-founders of Sony, a man mm-hmm. called Masaru Ibuka, mm-hmm. who wanted to listen to opera in his car. And that's how he came mm-hmm. up with it. Uh, so you, have to like, players... you like to think he's not actually driving around with headphones on. <laughs> well, that's, that's, but that, but there were like cassette those, players yeah. in car before that. There were, well, there were eight-track cassette players in cars. Huge, great bulk. Were they not ordinary, mm, ordinary no. cassette players in cars no. before the Walkman? I no. hadn't realised it has revolutionised that, that as well. So cassette players have been around for a time, but this was the first portable... Well, it was the first portable music. It was the first time yes, ever yes. you could walk around yes. listening to music. And it was absolutely and we did, didn't revolutionary. We? And yes, we, we did. did. So well, when, you see uh, that. Actually, before that, I got a Philips cassette player with a handle, because I can remember going to and from school, uh, and I got this when I was 13, listening to music with it held up against my ear. Uh, 
Yes. So I, I am ahead of the curve occasionally. Well, it was a bigger success than Sony mm. ever expected. They thought yes. they were going to sell 5,000 a month. Uh, mm. In the first two months, they sold 50,000. 200 million of them have been sold in total. That's extraordinary. Mm. And, yeah, well, there were different, different devices for sort of, you could have it on a strap around your shoulder, couldn't you? Or you could clip it onto a belt after a while. There were yes. little, little accoutrements you could get. Oh. No, it was very exciting. I saw it. I made a mistake earlier. The cassette tape first appeared in cars in 1968. So a good 11 years before the Walkman. Mm. So I don't know why he, why Masaru yes. Ibuka well, couldn't well, have Perhaps he was so involved in developing the Walkman that nobody had actually pointed out to him that he could just listen to Opera in his car. <laughs> that is anyway, almost certainly the case. Yeah. Yes. Uh, time for another of these. <laughs> Let's so go automotive, talking of cars. Okay. And let me tell you about the Lightyear Zero. The Lightyear Zero is uh, the first production car from a, a, a car manufacturer called uh, Lightyear, curious enough, hmm. uh, based in Holland. And it is covered in solar panels, five square metres of solar panels, in fact, mm-hmm. for Stoon, the bonnet. Could we not talk about a solar, a solar panel covered car last week? We but did, that wasn't but this, festoon, but that wasn't festooned. It wasn't. It wasn't festooned. Well, this one, they reckon, uh, just using solar power could get you up to forty-four miles uh, every day. So, if you lived somewhere sunny and you didn't work more mm. than twenty miles away, you need never plug it in. Of course, you don't get ideal conditions, but when you do plug it in, it still gives you a range of nearly three hundred fifty miles. Um, and they are absolutely championing efficiency over performance so whereas your your tesla will do 0 to 60 in four seconds the light year zero does 0 to 60 in uh, 10 seconds hmm. so it's you know it's, it's it saves on having to plug it in to some extent the curious thing about it is they're only going to make 946 of them i don't quite know why and they're tar- charging a quarter of a million euros for each one wow. which is a lot for a car that doesn't go very fast. Well, yes, you're not going to save much money if you're having paying 250,000 euros no, for exactly. it in the first place. I, I honestly cannot pointless. imagine who is going to want to buy one of these when you can get uh, the equivalent, you know, Tesla for um, under 40,000. Yes. Bizarre. Absolutely very, bizarre. Very strange. Unless you really, really want an electric car and you think that Elon Musk is uh, not someone you'll be associated with. That tiny little one you mentioned, was it the French French one a few weeks ago? Mm. I saw something today. You, you're going to be able to get this for £20 a month. Um, oh, really? Yes. Oh, which which sounds actually fantastic. And uh, Apparently it is not... I think it was the one you talked about recently. Not, it's not actually technically a car. It's technically... Oh, well, I can't remember right. what they said. Some other form of conveyance. So um, you don't even have to do many of the sort of bureaucratic stuff that you do with a with an ordinary car oh. but this the article i read said absolutely ideal for sort of commuting doesn't go terribly fast but uh, perfectly expanded yes what was it i can't remember what it's called now i'll have to look it up again um up. okay so what now well talking of charging up cars mm-hmm. the future could be um literally uh, the arena del futuro the if you arena say so. del futuro is a, it's a two-thirds of a mile long loop of road outside Milan, which mm. has been built by Stellantis. Have you heard of Stellantis? No. 
No, neither had I. But Stellantis owns Fiat, Chrysler, Peugeot, Maserati, and a dozen more car makers. Good gracious. Exactly. We've never heard of them. Isn't that extraordinary? They, so they built this two-thirds mile loop outside Milan, and they've dug a channel in the middle of the road, and they have filled that channel with inductive charging coils and then put asphalt on top uh, with a receiver in the car. So the car drives along, and as it drives on the road, it charges itself. Or rather, it doesn't charge its batteries, but it powers its engine. It powers directly from the, the, the charge. Oh, it that's picks very up clever. It's very clever. And yes. they reckon that they can not only lay these reasonably cost-efficiently, but they can automatically charge cars while they're charging the cars. I thought we discussed something like this a few years ago, at least the possibility. Anyway, I looked it up. It's a Citroen Ami, which I think you did talk about. No, that's not one we talked oh, about. Oh, well, that's fine. But it's a technical quadricycle. And you can lease it for £19.99 a month. But clearly, I didn't read the article carefully enough. It just says with an upfront deposit of £2,369. So, well, yes, that not quite sense. as cheap as it. But anyway, yeah. but it looks absolutely tiny, but very sweet. And it seems to have a passenger seat as well. I don't know if it's got any in the back. But oh. yeah, the future is here. What Citroen a good idea. I will send you an article. You can have a look at it. Maybe we'll talk about Thank it you. in a future edition of Gadget and Gizmos. But that is sadly all we have time for. For this edition, Steve Kaplan will be back, exciting us with all that's latest in the world of tech very soon. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.